Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show with your host, small business expert, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Join us every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Cap Builder Talk with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people. Talking about real issues facing small business in our community today, helping you build the capacity to change your life. And as I like to say every week, helping you to walk in your purpose. You know, please contact me if you have a message you want to get out there, you want people to hear. I can help you get it out there. My show is syndicated locally and nationally, played throughout the United States. But I have access to all other types of resources that can help you get your message out there. Now, as we're coming down to the end of the year, I'm receiving a lot of questions about planning and what are we going to do to make the new year go right. You know, and for the past couple of weeks, I've been talking about different topics, trying to get you ready for that. Tonight's special topic that's near and dear to me. Now, I keep hearing the term, and we all keep hearing it, health and wellness. Sounds good, but what does it really mean? Without knowing what it really means, how can we really apply it to our lives? You know, is it health? Is it wellness? What is it? What is health and wellness? Some people think it's diet. Some people think it's exercise. But we're going to talk about that tonight. So this show's topic is about what health and wellness really means. We're going to talk about with my special guest, Mohammed Zaire, from your trusted advisors. Mohammed is somebody that I turn to when I need grounding or more clarity on moving forward with walking in my purpose. And here and I are going to have a discussion tonight about what health and wellness really means. So I want you to stick with us. It's going to be a great show. So I'm going to do Builder Minute tonight. It's going to be on six ways to talk about your business with just about anyone. Because a lot of you are getting out here, you're going to networking events. You don't want to bore people. You want to make sure you get your point across. And then I'm going to come back. We're going to talk about what wellness really means. All this today on the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show. I'll be right back. I get back. I need some get back. Pay back. Pay back. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. 
You've been an important asset to the team, but I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. We want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative. And that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Cap Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people. Talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Mark Parham, and I'm back. Going to a lot of events during the holidays. A lot of people are going to come up to you and ask you, what do you do? Tell me about your business. So let's face it. When we go to a business networking event or any other type of event, we get excited when someone comes up and asks us about our business. Especially if it's someone new that we never talked to before. We get emotional. We try to get ready to tell this remarkable story about how we created the greatest idea and started our fantastic business. If we are paying close attention, we see after about 30 seconds, the person we're talking to, eyes glass over, we realize they're not really paying close attention. But of course, we keep on talking because our story must be told. I'm going to talk about six things that you need to do to make sure you're telling your story in a way that you can keep the interest of someone listening. Number one, the problem. Talk about the problem that the business is solving. For example, if you have a cupcake business, you might say, you know how hard it is to find good cupcakes in this area? Then you might say, I started a cupcake business in this area to solve that problem. This establishes that you have a true purpose for your business. Number two, who has a problem? Now you need to talk about the people that have the problem. You know, you might say people have told me over and over they wish they could find a good place to get great cupcakes around here. This establishes that there are people that have the problem, your potential customers. The next thing, this is important, your solution to the problem. This is where you talk about your solution to the problem, your business. You may say that's why two years ago I decided to start Mark's Cupcake Shop. We offer the best homemade cupcakes in this area. We offer standard cupcakes that most people like. That's one of the cupcakes that we can create from the, from the imagination of our customers. So you're talking about your solution. Number four, this is really important, why you? This is where you tell them why buy from you. You might say, I've been making cupcakes for over 10 years for friends and family in local events and decided 
to take it to the next level and open a cupcake business. Next thing you have to tell them, you tell them all this other great stuff, you got to tell them where to find you. I'm located at 123 Main Street, or you can find me online at markcupcakeshop.com. And you got to do an ask. You got to ask them to come by the store, go to your website, or do something. Call to action. And number six, now this is going to be the hard part for a lot of you. I know once you get going, it's it's just tough, but you got to do it. And that's stop talking. Let the person you're talking to ask a few questions if they want to find out more about your business. This is where you can be sure they answer all the questions that are most important to the person you're talking to. This entire process should only take about 60 seconds or less to complete. This will allow you to either engage in more conversation with that person or move on to someone else. Remember, your purpose is to meet as many people as you can. So this was the Cat Builder Minute for tonight. I'm going to take another break. And when I come back, we're going to start this conversation off with Brother Mohammed Zaire about this term health and wellness, or just wellness, or just health. We're going to figure it out on the show today. Listen to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk Radio Show. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business in our community today. I'll be right back. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Hey, this is Mark Parham. Before we get started in this conversation, I'm going to kind of set the stage. We're going to talk about wellness is a difficult word to define. You know, traditionally, wellness meant the opposite of illness and the absence of disease and disability. More recently, wellness has become to describe something that you have personal control over. Wellness is now a word used to describe living the best possible life you can, regardless of whether you've had a disease or disability. Your wellness is not only related to your physical health, but the combination of things including spiritual wellness, social wellness, mental wellness, and emotional wellness. 
it's deemed to seen as a combination of mind, spirit, and body. But different people have different ideas about wellness. There's no single set standard for wellness, and wellness is a difficult thing to quantify. So to, to on today's show, I'm going to welcome somebody who hadn't been here in a while, but four years ago he started out with me. Brother Mohammed Zaire, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. It's always a pleasure being here with you. Always a pleasure uh, talking out great ideas and assisting other people to walk in their greatness. So, yeah, well, uh, it's a pleasure for me to be here. Well, before we get started, Mohammed, you know, uh, all the old listeners know who you were. But let, why don't you introduce yourself so the new listeners can uh, understand who you are? All righty. Very simply, uh, Your Trusted Advisors is an organization I pulled together more than 15 years ago, and we have been down a lot of different paths in terms of what we can do for our clients. But after a while, we decided that we would just simply look at ourselves as advisors for personal and business development. That gave us the opportunity to look into lots of different arenas and to do what I consider to be a phrase that describes everything that we do, and that is, we solve problems, we expand ideas, and we manage to process a change. What are you working on? And then I, and then I will listen. As you were speaking before about your, um, your elevator pitch, quite often we don't stop to listen. Well, I stop to listen by putting it right in my elevator pitch, and that is, what problems are you working on? And that allows me to then go into the kinds of experiences that we've had where we've been able to solve those problems, or we can take the problem and expand it with brand new ideas, which, of course, means the problem no longer exists. In fact, some wise teachers once told me, as the moment that you can define a problem, at that very same moment, you have also defined the solution. Problems and solutions have to exist at the same time. They're like right and left with the same coin. So I tell you what, man. Um, this term, health and wellness. I mean, you hear it everywhere. Even McDonald's. I mean, everybody's saying it. <laughs> okay. Yes. But I mean, let, let's define. Well, I don't know if we can even define it, but let's hear how, from an entrepreneurship or small business or changing your life standpoint. Let's let's talk about it from that standpoint. So when we say health and wellness Great. to bring about change in our life, what is it you hear when somebody says? I'm on a health and wellness journey. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I go back for me, we're talking about personal and business development. Either we're talking about personal wellness or we're talking about entrepreneurial or business wellness. Both of them follow the same rules. And the rules are changing, of course, every day. In fact, we often think of my, what the term years ago was mind, body, and soul. And then we put okay. wellness after it. So mind, body, and soul wellness. And we heard of holistic wellness and 360-degree wellness. Well, we can name it a lot of different things. But if we break it down, we break it down into, I think, three most important um, arenas. The first one that corresponds with mine, of course, is a word that you love and a word I love even more, and that is purpose. Unless you have taken the time to define your purpose, you cannot walk your path with any degree of certainty that you're going to get to the end because you don't know what the end is. You don't know why you're here. Every human being before they die asks their maker in one way, shape, or form, and they look up to the sky because that's where we think our maker exists, and we say, Lord, why am I here? 
is the, is the one question that every culture, the people in every culture will ask at some point or the other. So we need to ask that question early on because the, we've been given the answer to that throughout our entire life. In fact, I used to make a habit of sitting down with people and speaking to them about purpose, and when they told me they didn't understand, they didn't know, then I asked them to start telling me about their lives, and we'd have specific uh, questions to go through. But by the time we were through, we were able to put that, we were able to look at the experiences and see what life was pushing you toward and therefore be able to understand purpose. Well, Well, you know, hold on, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to stop on purpose for a minute because that's a big word. And you yes. you made a statement that said that people have been told what their purpose is, but what are they not listening or they're pushing back or they well, don't realize what it is? Well, it's not that necessarily that they've been told what their purpose is, but we can ascertain from their experiences and what their experience was supposed to teach them, which becomes purpose. Our life experience here on earth is only there to help us to understand the answers to problems that we have not been exposed to. In other words, to help us define why we're here or what our purpose is. For instance, many, many, many years ago, this is personal. Now I'll just reveal it a little bit. Um, Many, many years ago, I had a, a great teacher that spoke to to me about what purpose was and what perhaps my personal purpose was. And when she was looking at me and we discussed a few things, she said, you know, I think that maybe you came into the world with a need to understand the concept of abandonment. She said, you know, it's interesting because let's say that's the purpose. Then your, your whole, your whole um, orientation to life will have been one where abandonment would have to occur throughout your life to point you in the direction of understanding what abandonment meant to to you and to the world. And when she did that, I was able to look back at my experiences and see where I experienced this concept of abandonment, whether it be that I didn't have, I didn't have a father around and, and my mother, you know, and my grandmother were the people that raised me. Well, I was abandoned by my, by my father. Okay, I can look at different deaths that occurred in my life in terms of people that I loved. That, that was a form of abandonment. I looked at all kinds of things that spoke about that. But until she said that, I didn't realize how important it was for me. So now once I realize how important it was for me, now I can go to the other side of abandonment, which is abandonment is when you have nobody or others leave you. Well, the opposite of that is when you have many people and you bring people together. So collaboration, okay, became a major part of what I do. The ability to work with many people, the ability to, to, um, to bring people into my lives and to see life as a, um, not only as a spiritual being, but a sovereign mm-hmm. being, and they'd be able to operate. It gets a little complicated, and perhaps I can't give you the full understanding no, of I what think, I realize. I, I think that was enough, though. That was, that was a great example. Okay. You know, I think because what you showed was that a lot of times people think things that happen to them negative, that can't be it. But you know, but it can be sometimes that you are learning from those yes. experiences. So you had two more things. Exactly. You had purpose. Yes. And so we have we have purpose, we have 
physical, okay, and then we have spiritual. Now, spiritual is, is goes it covers a wide range of things, but really what it speaks to is your heart energy. Where is your heart energy? How do you express that greater part of you that we call spiritual, that part of you that is non-physical? How do you give it meaning? How do you give it presence in your life? And how do you allow it to inform you about things that, that occur in a non-physical realm? Whoops. What does that sound like? Whoa. Man, well, we have to understand that we have to. You talk about putting your heart out there. Your hearts get broken, man. Whatever, you know. I don't want to and be that's <laughs> okay, too. That's okay, too. Because a broken heart only informs you of the things that are important for you as you move through life. So if you meet a partner or have a partner and they press mm-hmm. buttons for you, then those buttons now get, give you an opportunity to see who you are. Um, I can't remember the name of this uh, great teacher. Um, is it Eckhart Tolle? Eckhart Tolle said that people aren't here in your life to give you pleasure. People are here in your life to, to be a mirror and to help you understand the buttons that only they can push that then give you an understanding of who you are. They are the mirror to who you are. And I thought that was quite profound, too. So, yeah, yeah we all want happiness. <laughs> we all want it, and we can get it. But you can't get it with a little, without a little heartache because you don't know what happiness is until you can okay. until you can start defining it. Well, just as you say a little heartache, how much we got? Is there a... <laughs> until you learn, until you, until you solve the problem. <laughs> the problem could be you. In fact, the problem is always you. You're choosing the wrong people. You haven't developed spiritually. You still got a lot to learn. You know, whatever it is, you got to look at it from that standpoint. <laughs> so it's usually you. So uh, yeah, it's usually usually you. This, this whole that. world is you. So you're the master of this of your world. So we're causing our own heartache. Is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Until we learn to understand it. Okay, gotcha. Until we learn to understand it, then it becomes our joy. Okay. I know that's kind of hard, but if you learn through your heartache that you that that um, you don't like pork and beans, okay, because it gives you diarrhea and it gives you heartburn and so forth. Well, through that pain, you now learn that that's not the kind of thing that you want. You want something different. Maybe you want uh, something that's smoother or easier. The same thing with the heart. The heart doesn't know what it wants until it goes on and experiences stuff. But at any rate, the heart physically is one thing. The heart spiritually is a whole nother dimension. It's how we commune with that which is greater than ourselves on the physical level. So there's the purpose, there's the spiritual, and physical, of course, is our ability to understand our bodies and to then make it work for us. And we've been so deceived over the years. Most recently, I've been studying something called the microbiome. What is the microbiome? It's a big scientific word, and I looked it up really quick so I can give you a good definition. The microbiome is the ecological community of microorganisms that literally share our body. And here's something really interesting. The human body contains over 10 times more microbial cells than human cells. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's interesting. You mean there are other bodies inside mine that are, that, whose population is 10 times larger than my human cells? question is, well, who's running this body? And the question is, it's not you. 
<laughs> or the answer is, it's not you. question would be then, who is it? It's actually all these other microorganisms that create a community that actually run our bodies. It's, a, it's the next wave of medicine. They call it functional medicine now, and they'll probably give it different names as we continue to move along that path. But medicine as we knew it is just about to get thrown out the window because this so new get... understanding is really changing. Well, things. okay, we say new understanding, but really it's an old understanding. Yes, you're absolutely okay. correct. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you for making that clarification. It's, yes. It's really an old <laughs> understanding. When we start thinking about yeah, it, is. You know, things from the earth and things like that that yes. used to heal us. Uh, yes. You like CBDs and things like this that are coming yes. along. Yes. Uh, people are swearing by these things, but this is old medicine. Uh, it is. You're absolutely right. It's old medicine. We're returning back to the earth. We're returning back to that which is natural among us and within us. And in the and in our ecological environment to solve the problems that we we now have in our modern day societies, you know. But it's it's a lot of stuff going on out there, Mark. The technology is is tremendous. Uh, you're a Trekkie just like I am, and we remember back in in, in um, Star Trek that when a person got sick, they went to see the doctor. The doctor put them into onto this bed, put this little shield around them, pressed a few buttons, and boom, <laughs> things were done. Okay, right. we're back to normal. Or the doctor came up with a little probe and, they, you know, they pointed at it and everything was okay. And again, well, that wasn't science fiction because now that's actually science right. fact. We won't be seeing some of that for the next few years when it will be available for many people. But one of the words or terms used for those is med beds or medical beds. They actually exist right now. Whoa, interesting. There are a lot of things going on. In the, in the neighborhood of wellness, because wellness is a big concept. Let's take wellness one, one step further. China as a country has is, is grown tremendously in terms of its power, so much so that recently China announced a plan known as the 1,000-Year Humanitarian Plan. They were putting together a plan to, last, to cover over 1,000 years, where in that time period they will remove they will help to remove all the causes of war on the planet. Wow. Doesn't that sound like a Star Trek kind of thing? Yeah, it does. <laughs> remove the causes of war on the planet. That's so, now that's a whole, that that's, a whole other, that's a whole other show. It is. Uh, it is. But that's wellness. That's wellness. That's wellness. Because that really means remove lack in our world, remove poverty, remove uh, um, hunger, remove disease, remove racism, Re remove all the things that are the things that people go to war over, the, people, the things that cause people to fight and to be in lack because others have more. All right, so, so let's go here. I, uh, you know, every year you and I, have always done the end of the year show, getting people ready for the new year. But now, instead yeah. of doing it at the end of the month, we got a lot of people out there that are really, they want to be ready for 2019. They want to be, yeah. they want to walk with health and wellness. And we talked about purpose, physical, spiritual. What are some of the things that, you know, people can start doing now to try to get themselves ready 
for this this new year coming up. I, you know, I feel and you feel, and I know a lot of people feel there is something going on. There is a movement. Yeah, it's spiritual. I mean, people feel it. They don't even know what it is. They, people just come up to you. And say, I feel something. So something is major happening. So it's something yeah. either we can fear or embrace. But on the stance of embracing it, what do we have to do to get ready to embrace? I think I think in the question is the answer. What do we need to do? We need to get ready. How do we get ready? One of the first ways you get ready, for instance, let's say if you have a if, if you have a home, how do you ready the home? Well, you clear it out. You put up new. You get rid of this furniture or that furniture. You start out with a clean slate. Perhaps even a better way to say it. The way to get ready is to start out with a cleaner slate. Remove all the impediments. Whoa, what does that mean? Well, if 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 you if you're overweight, then push away from the table. If you haven't been to the gym, go back to the go back to the gym. In other words, do the kinds of things that you already know that you should be doing. Get rid of the excuses and create a palette whereby change will have the op- the opportunity to um, to be engaged. You can't get engaged in change if you're still in the old you. You you, you got to do a cleanse, <laughs> a physical cleanse, a spiritual cleanse. Sure. You know, I never thought about it like that, but yeah, how can you write on a chalkboard and all it already has stuff on it? So you got you talking about <laughs> clear the dry erase yeah. board, chalkboard, or whatever yes. you want to call it. Yes. Clear it off. Yes, clear it off. In every way that you can think of, you already know the things that need to be done. You know, you already know what you need to to get rid of. You know, you need a colonic in in of the mind and of the body. A detoxification of the mind and the body. Do that. Start out with a clean slate, and everything else will come to you. Because it can't come to you now because the the chalkboard has too much stuff on it. No place to write anything new. So we should start cleaning that slate now instead of waiting. I'm going to clean it in 2019. Go ahead and clean it now. Absolutely. Go ahead and clean it Start cleaning. Start cleaning. All right. So sometimes that means... Cleaning out people from our lives too. In oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Let there be no doubt. There will be <laughs> a clearing of the people. Right. Because in most cases, for for many human beings, the problems that they have are exacerbated by the people in their lives. And they can't get away from the problem because they've replicated it by the people who surround them. If they want to forget about, you know, A, B, or C, they can't because the people around them are all about A, B, and C. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, so I cleaned my slate. I cleaned the chalkboard. I got it all empty. Yeah. Now what? Wait. Exhale. Take some cleansing breaths. And then listen. Your body will tell you. Your spiritual self will tell you. In fact, if you listen long enough, and I mean listen like sit in one spot and just don't do anything, you can be listening as you're walking in the park. You can be listening as you're going down the street, going to a festival. And at some point in that movement, you will hear a little whisper about an idea or about a next step or a person that you need to call. Or I haven't spoken to so-and-so. He or she has come into my mind lately twice. 
let me give them a call. And while you have while you're on the call, you talk about the new thing, new opportunities you're looking for. You're ready for a change. And lo and behold, that friend says, Mark, I'm so happy you said that. I want to introduce you to so-and-so. They're looking for somebody like you or any number of other things that may come. But you, because you've cleared the slate and you've opened yourself up for new ideas, you're now in that receptive field where ideas can now come in and take hold and allow you to move forward with them. But you have to clean the slate, and then you have to be receptive. You know, it's funny you're saying, listen, this weekend I was talking to a friend of mine, and they were asking me, you know, why am I doing certain things that I know are counterproductive to my health? And I heard Mm. the answer I gave, and I listened to myself give this answer. You know, it's almost like because I want to, you know, and (laughs) – Okay, but what happened, I listened to that, and I went, that doesn't make any sense. So yesterday and over the weekend, I started reading articles. You know, I was vegan for a while, and I started reading articles. I didn't read articles about how to become vegan. I read articles on how to get back to it. Okay. Yes. So, you know, and it's really interesting. This morning, I'm laying in bed, and I listened, and I was getting ready to get up, make my breakfast, and my body said, Take me for a run, okay? There you go. All right, I got up and I ran, okay? But that's what I mean by listening. You know, I listened to myself yes. answering that question. And so I, I, so I read a couple of articles over the weekend about how, you know, how to get back and saying just start, with, just start with three days, okay? But the interesting yes. thing about it, it was like, but you got to have a plan. You got to plan the meals out. And I remember how critical that was. When I when I was mm-hmm. vegan, I couldn't just randomly decide what I was going to eat. I had to plan it out, and that's what my issue is yeah. now because I don't plan my meals. You know, next thing you know, I'm grabbing a piece of chicken because I'm hungry now. All right? right, instead of planning it Absolutely. out. So I truly believe that that whole listening thing. So I've cleared the board out. I've listened to what I think I hear is the right thing. And so what next? After I cleared it, action. I listen, action. Take action. Take action. Because without action in the physical world, nothing happens. No matter how much spiritual or divine intervention you may get, if you don't take action in the physical, nothing happens in the physical. So by me reading those articles and getting up to run this morning, that was taking yes. action. That's taking action. That's taking action. And at the same time, it's asking for the answer. In other words, you go look up something because you have a question. You ask right. a question, you're looking for an answer. And as you read the article, you're finding the answer. And you know when you find the answer. Oh, yeah, that rings true. Oh, that rings true. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't yeah. ring. Okay, yeah. so I'll leave yeah. that one alone. You're finding the answer. So it's always about problem and answer, question and answer. And then once you get the answer, then you have to put it into action. It's really well, it's a very also, simple formula. It was simple. Right. What was interesting is that when I heard myself answer that question, and I didn't do it right there, but later on I played back the conversation in my mind, and I was like, so I found a way to justify yes. hurting myself. Okay. Yeah. I, and that's what's yeah. interesting. I, I, gave it a, yeah. I gave it a way out instead of looking yeah. at it for what it really was. 
And, uh, you know, was being vegan the most exciting thing? No, but did I feel a hundred percent better? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you said something real critical there, though, and I'd like to just draw a little attention to it. Human beings by nature move toward toward pleasure and away from pain. In fact, almost every microorganism, even single-cell amoeba, amoeba, move toward pleasure and away from pain, okay? When you were eating the way you were doing it, you weren't doing it because... You, you were doing it because you were missing that particular food and, oh, it was comfortable. In other words, you were looking yeah, for yeah. the pleasure that yeah, came uh, from eating that food. Yeah, okay, yeah, so we was. always move as human beings toward pleasure and away from pain. That's how we're wired. And, and just, to, just to touch on the subject really quick, one, quick t- one more time, the reason why you move toward that pleasure of whatever that food was is because in your body, the parasites and the organisms in your body were asking for it. <laughs> Interestingly enough, and here's, the, here's, here's, the, here's how science is showing us what's going on here, there is a connection between the brain and the gut, okay? When the brain sends one message down to the gut in terms of what it wants it to do or not do, like, hey, I don't want to eat those, you know, I can't eat those Twinkies anymore. That's the brain sending it down to the gut. And then the gut sends nine messages up to the brain for every one that comes from the brain to the gut. The gut sends nine messages to the brain saying, Twinkies are good. Mm, I miss some Twinkies. Oh, I need them Twinkies. In fact, if you don't give me Twinkies right now, you won't be able to go to sleep. In fact, if you don't give me Twinkies right now, I'm going to cause your stomach to be upset. In fact, if you don't obey me right now, you're going to be in misery for the next three hours. And that's what happens. And that's the gut to brain <laughs> superhighway. That's, again, what I was trying to speak of earlier. Health and, and disease and wellness on a physical level, it's being totally redefined. So you gave me a perfect example. Yeah, we have to overcome some of that, but we can't always do that with willpower because it's a, because it's, um, it's a hormonal action. It's a biological action. All kinds of negatives become our incentive in order to make things. It's crazy. That's all I'm going to say, but... Yeah, so, it's not always know, easy. It's not. It wasn't that easy for me because not only did I eat something I wasn't supposed to eat, I took a picture of it and sent it to Fred. And I'm not a I'm not a foodie type person that takes pictures and says them all. Right. But I took a picture of this food and sent it to a few close friends of mine, and I was proud. But what you're telling me is that I really didn't stand a chance because ten times my gut was telling me, "No, you won't." Right, right, right. It's not good for you, but it's good for us down here. Oh yeah, bacteria really wants it, and so forth and so on. Yeah. So you mentioned now. Crazy. You mentioned you mentioned the term, you know, willpower and things like that. So we have to have an arsenal of tools at our disposal to help us. Stay in the right lane or stay focused on or make the action that we want to make and make it in a positive way. So use the term willpower. What, what else do we have to deal with? What other things do we have in our arsenal that helps us uh, stay focused on what we should be doing? Well, you know, willpower is important, but sometimes the, the, the things we're trying to um, influence 
are beyond willpower. Just like, for instance, it could have very well been that the food, your gut might have been requiring or asking for something that willpower alone would not have stopped. Okay, that's how powerful it is. So sometimes, yeah. Okay, so we need, I need, no, it didn't stop it. I ate it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So willpower can't always be it, but the thing that surpasses willpower is purpose. Gotcha. Purpose will always win out over willpower, if you if you know what purpose is. So in your particular case, you had a desire or a purpose in that moment to honor life. In other words, you had a purpose of extending life. You had a reason to to want to live. I don't know what it might have been. Okay, maybe you took a, a another look at those you know those great uh, um, uh, nieces and nephews of yours and said, "Damn, I want to be around for them." And all of a sudden, you remember that. I have to take care of my health to do that. I don't know what it is, but we all need to know what it is because that purpose will allow us to jump over the hurdles, okay, that come in, that come before us where willpower isn't strong enough. But that's part of purpose too. Okay, now, do learn who learn the things in your life that are important, really now, important. Do we, now, do we have to? Yeah, I know we take action. Do we have to have mm-hmm. a, a plan or a strategy? Do we just run out there and do it? Should we have a strategy? What we're trying to go, what we're trying to do? Well, the interesting thing is, is whether you have a strategy or not, the results of your actions will tell you whether to continue in that direction or go to or move in another direction. Either way, you're going to get feedback. So the question then becomes: Is is the plan the most important thing, or what we learn from executing a plan? And the answer that I've heard and that my teachers have always said is the action is not important. It's the, it's the result of the action and what you learn from it. Just like the experience that you have, whether it's a good experience or a bad experience, it's not important. What did you learn from the experience? Oh, I learned that I don't want to deal with that kind of person anymore. Okay, fine. Then you were successful. You had a successful experience. Not whether it was good or bad, okay? Was it, what did it teach you? So if you go out without a plan, you're going to get what you get, and then you'll learn from it. If you go out with a plan, you're going to get what you get, and you'll learn from it. So, gotcha. Gotcha. so and the reason why I but for most people, question. Mark, you're, but for mo- I know what the right answer is that you wanted me to really touch on, no, no, and no. I'm going to say it. No, 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 but, 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 it's, but it's important for us as human okay. beings. We do need to have smart goals with specific, okay, measurable are, um, I forgot the other, it's just that quick. Um, articulated, maybe? Uh, yeah, and Time-sensitive yeah. and something else. Anyway, right. we need to have that. We do. Just so that we can have a better way of understanding what it is that we need, what we want to accomplish and when. But we don't have to have a detailed step-by-step, I'm going to do this, I'm going to no. do that. We just need to have set no. some goals no. and objectives and then make the right choice. And let Exactly. And allow each time you do an action, the, the action or the, or the reaction to that action should inform us as to what the next step is. Because we can, in our minds, sit, sit down and think about all how things should go, mm-hmm. <laughs> but how often does that, does that occur? <laughs> so we do it, we look, we evaluate. We do it, we look, we evaluate. We do it, we look, we change, we evaluate. We have to use that approach because life is... Mm-hmm. is um, it's too, it's too complicated to have simple I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to take a short break. 
When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation with Mohammed Zaire talking about what does wellness really mean? Cat Builder Talk Radio Show. This is Mark Parham. I'll be back in a moment. WWE Superstar Alberto Del Rio. Take one. Behold the angry giant. Try it again, Alberto. Behold the angry giant. Perfect. Good luck tonight. Behold the angry giant. Yay! Read me another one, Dad. This is WWE Superstar Alberto Del Rio. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Dear John, I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to when you checked on me? I don't want to leave. But remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range today. For help keeping yours at a healthy... Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. All right, it's Mark Parham, and I'm back with Mohammed Zaire. We're talking about health and wellness. Mohammed, man, I, you know, I only scheduled an hour for the show, but we may have to, you know, do this again. We may have to pick a topic. I tell you <laughs> what, maybe maybe we ought to get other people's opinion. I'll do a maybe once a year call-in show where people can call in and express their opinions on it. Maybe we can have a conversation. But let's kind of sure. get back to what we were talking about. This whole action thing. You know, I figured out my purpose, I've cleaned my board, now I need to take action. That seems to be the hardest step for a lot of people. What makes that so hard? Well, sometimes we're taking, in my opinion, sometimes we're taking action based on what our head says. And we're not taking action based on what our heart says or what our purpose is defined as. One of the most important parts Sorry, one of the most important aspects of purpose is that it gives us a compass. (laughs) And as long as we're on the right lines heading north toward purpose, we're going in the right direction. Everything is good. It's only when we go east or west or south, when we know that purpose is is pointing north, that we run into problems. So the deal is there's an order to things. We have to clean the slate, <laughs> okay, as we talked about detoxify. We also have to understand what our purpose is. We have to, if otherwise, we're going in, a, in, in every, every direction, every which way. We have no guiding compass, in other words. We have to have purpose to have a guiding compass that will take us down the road from which our experiences will give us, will enlighten us as to whether or not we've received wisdom from the action. Remember, the goal of life is, is, is not to have great experiences. That's what usually what we think. The goal of life is to, is to walk in purpose, is to be in purpose, is to be in service based on the wisdom that your purpose delivered to you. 
You know, but that's, you know, sometimes because now we're such a social society. When we yes. try to explain our purpose to people, we want everybody to like it. Now, literally, right. now we, we really want them to like it. It used to be just like, right, right. like it. Now right. Want, <laughs> I mean, like it. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, on your purpose. And if people don't, we feel that maybe our purpose isn't the right purpose. You're correct. So. You're absolutely correct. We have strayed so far from um, from real determinants of our life and our value. That's why purpose is even more necessary now, because once you discover it, once you know it, you're locked in. You can't move away from it. Or if you do, you experience a great deal of pain. Mm-hmm. When you move away from purpose, when you know what your purpose is and you don't do it, you're in pain usually physical as well as emotional and certainly spiritual pain. But when you're walking with the understanding of what your purpose is, no matter what occurs, you're in joy because you're walking in your purpose. You're in joy. And sometimes other people are just not going to understand. You can't do it to get lights. You got to do it because it's supposed to be for you to do. Exactly. And the interesting thing is, is that when you're walking in your purpose, to use your phrase, you experience joy. That joy acts like a light around you, and people move toward you rather than away from yeah. you. They yeah, want to yeah, be around yeah. Mark, okay, yeah. or they want to be around Susie or what, whoever the person is because they have an energy. Well, I can feel it. I can't tell you what it is, but I love being around them. Whenever I'm around them, I feel so much better. You know, and that's something that's interesting, like even for me right now, because I've been strongly walking in my purpose. Um, yeah. It's really kind of spooky sometimes the people that are just drawn to me and in public place not knowing anything. Sometimes it wears me out. Okay, so it's exhausting sometimes. But you're saying yeah. because that is happening, that is happening because I'm walking in my purpose. Exactly. When when an individual walks in their purpose, they reach or they are. They are maintaining a higher, a higher energy level. A, um, yes, they're in a higher energy level. And we know that, that in science and physics, things move from, from low. Well, that's an, actually, it's not quite that. I was going to say low energy to high energy. We're attracted to high energy. Mm-hmm. Most people are attracted to a higher energy than themselves because it's, it's what, we, what we look for, what we, um, what we hope to achieve. Um, very rarely do people go around and say, oh, yeah, I want to be around somebody who's, who's boring and dull and, and just yeah. kind of a bump on a log, <laughs> okay? No, they, they usually want something that's a little bit more. They're attracted to, to people who emanate energy, who gather energy, who, who have an abundance of energy, and we do it because we hope that that energy will rub off on us so that we can now be in a higher energy. So we strive as human beings to be in a higher energy, absolutely. And perhaps that's the way I wanted to phrase it earlier. Yeah. As human beings, we always strive toward higher energy. So well, we get it anywhere we can. So if you have anywhere it, we can, feel it, they're coming after you. Yeah. And they don't yeah. even know why. It's, lo- it's like love. It's like yeah. love. Love is a high, high energy. We are we are blinded by it. We we are attracted to it like what a, a, a morph to a flame. <laughs> and sometimes it does turn to a morph flame <laughs> experience. We burn up, but we still we don't run away from it because the energy in and of itself is um, 
is absolutely beautiful. We just have to learn how to control it. Control it meaning manage it. Um, know what's good, what's good about it. Know what's not good about it. Know who to do it with and who not to do it with. And know what, it's, know what it looks like when it's real versus when it's false. And you know, but we learn that through practice and experience. So, but it's good. So yeah, we move toward higher energy. We move toward higher energy. So you're, you're doing a very, very good job. Let me let me stop though for that on that moment on mm-hmm. that note. Put a pin in that. You are doing a fantastic job, Mark, in terms of being a beacon for so many people. You're giving so many people opportunity for a voice. In America, that's big. You discovered that long time ago that you could do this, and in fact, you could do it very well. In fact, you've done it in every environment that I've seen you in, no matter what your job title. You give yeah. people a voice, and you do it well. And so let me be one of the many people who don't thank you enough for allowing others to have voice and giving them a platform upon which they can express their voice. Um, you are yeah. an important element of the community. Really, you know, and, it, so and it's funny because, and I was just going to ask you a question. Uh, this year, I've been talking about what's your theme for the year. You know, my theme was to build my platform so that this year coming up year, a platform so I can give people a voice, being a content, putting mm. great information, things like that. So I was going to ask you, you know, maybe to say the fair question, throw it at you, maybe we can have you back on the show. Have you determined what your theme is for the next year? Interesting, interesting. I will say this, that I am certainly continuing with the theme of, because it completely defines who I am and how I walk in the world. I solve problems, I expand ideas, and I manage the process of change. It took me a long time to come up with that simple phrase, but it is the total embodiment of who and what I am. So I love to hear about the problems or the questions that wish to be answered. And then I do my best to draw from whatever my experiences are or my readings are to answer it in the best possible and honest way that I can based on whatever I may have learned from other teachers and gurus in the, in the past. And I don't do it with, without conscience. I always do it with, a, with, with full conscience. What I mean by that is I take responsibility for the things I'm saying to other people, and if I don't believe them, I'm not going to say them. So I'll stand by everything that I say, and for the most part, I can prove it in some way, shape, or form. So I want to continue along those lines. I think that's going to be the difference for me is I'm going to be like the Chinese from the standpoint, or like China from the standpoint of looking to solve or looking to be a part of the solution to large-scale humanitarian problems. Wow. I mean, that, ah, that's really That's too, my man. theme. And I, and I tell you something. We've always done a show at the end of the year. I think our show that is wrapped this year up is going to invite people to come on and talk about what is their theme for 2019. Yes. Okay? Yeah. We'll invite some people yeah. out and talk about it. We always have a great time. I'll probably extend the show, or make it an hour and a half or something like that. So let's plan on Sounds doing great. I want you to come back and co-host that show with me and uh, so that we can help people get ready. And probably, I'm sure some of the topics we talked about tonight are going to come up, you know, about this whole 
you know, physical thing. You yes. Know, but yes. But but we have purpose. We have physical. We have spiritual. You know, and I think that what you said tonight is so important. And uh, I was glad we had the opportunity to get back in the groove again because. <laughs> yeah, man, it's fun. It's always fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it high is. energy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I always like it when I get to doing a show because I always listen to my shows objectively. Uh-huh. I can't wait to go back and hear this one because a lot of time while it's going on, you don't know everything that you said. Right. But, uh, <laughs> well, I think we said a lot tonight. Matter of fact, I'm gonna play it probably two or three times this week. They're gonna hear this show over and over and over. And, well, you know, thank you, Mark. About, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, as man, always, uh, thank you so much. Uh, and thank you as you were, you know, telling me. I thank you for the support. You know, when I first started this journey with this show and put myself out yeah. there, I always know that. If I'm a little bit lost, I know what number to dial. <laughs> it's like a lighthouse. Your light flashing around. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Okay? All right, you're out there. Thank you. I think about how many years ago we met, and you've been that beacon ever since. So Yeah. Well, I that's because I love you, brother. And I, 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 I love you like a physical brother, you okay? Uh, actually, you are a physical brother. What's that, what's that term? A brother from another mother. That's it, uh, I'll tell you what, man. Um, I'm gonna let you get off, and uh, we're gonna plan that show off for the end of the year. We're gonna make it a big show, and I'll, I'll contact Absolutely. you for the date of the show, and we'll make it happen, man. Great. And I we'll appreciate. It. Thanks so much. Peace and blessings. All right, bye now. So you heard it tonight. The show, purpose, physical, spiritual. What is health and wellness? This is one of those shows you gotta go back. And listen to it again so you can make sure you got everything. And I'm going to make sure you listen to it again because I'm going to replay it at least three or, more, three or four more times this week. But I appreciate you. I've enjoyed doing the show. I think I'm going into my fifth year doing it. And I got some new stuff coming for you. all going to be receiving an invitation from me to join my website, Small Business Vita, Small Business Life, for for small business owners, by small business owners. We're going to learn how to work together so we can make this happen for all of us. So I appreciate you. I'm going to let you go out a little more, Ray, and then I'll talk to you later. This is Mark Parham signing off. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Capital Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. It is our mission to provide you with the information you need to make educated decisions, decisions that will help you walk in your purpose. We are here every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash cat builder talk. We hope you enjoy the show.